Hey man, that's groovy. Hello, hello! How's everyone doing today? I am joined here with my sibling, Sam! Hello! That's me. So, my last podcast I did with my older sister, Gabrielle, our older sister, Gabrielle. And the first question I asked her was, um, describe me to your friends. Like, how would you describe me to your friends? Describe you? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, Angelina is my older sister. She got all the Italian of our genes. Um, she's really cool and creative and is like jack of all trades. Uh, uh, I also say, I would also say that like of the five of us, I think to all of us, except you, of course. You are the favorite sibling. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. You say that to your friends? I said it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has been said. Oh, no. It's out there. Wow, that's very interesting. Wow. Um, I appreciate that. It was mm-hmm. really nice. I didn't expect all that. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, and then I asked the question. I do it back to you. Okay. So um, I say Sam is my sibling. They go by they, them, there, and they are my sibling. I also go into, like, what, like, you identify as and everything. Um, if they're, I'm close with them. Mm-hmm. Also, I like to get that out of the way first so that there's no confusion. Yeah, after same, that. same, yeah. So um, I also say Sam is creative but unaware. Yeah. Um, moody <laughs> but so freaking cool. Uh, Sam is amazing at making playlists and really, like, focusing on making them. Um, Sam knows everything about anything. Like, (laughs) I'm not kidding, y'all. Sam would win any Jeopardy game. I do love Jeopardy. Um, I did do Quiz Bowl in high school. Quiz Bowl. Ooh. As Same as Gabrielle, Sam is so fucking smart. Like, y'all, I might be really creative, in the in the genetics department but my siblings are so fucking smart like really fucking smart especially sam um and like you could win cash cab so i hope one day in the city I love to do cash cab right not in covid <laughs> world but like yes in okay general. let's pretend <laughs> hello you made it to cash cab oh my gosh okay what is the end of your shoelace called the aglet yay you, you win five thousand dollars <laughs> Um, and Sam also is um, emotional, but I think that um, comes with age and time, and you will one day figure your life out. So hopefully, you will. I have no doubt. Faking it till I make it. <laughs> Buddha says, "If you're unhappy, smile, and I'm then you will be happy." Or that was Gandhi. I don't know one one of them. Um, let's talk about the moon right now. I can't see her. Oh, How can you not? Is. Yeah. It's so the moon, moon is a she to you. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Why? For a couple of reasons. Well, like, mostly because, um, and this is going to sound really silly, but the moon is a lesbian. Um, That's the first I've ever heard that. Um, Well, you might Is there a theory or is this is you? Um, I think it's like a mixture. Okay. Because it's like a thing that, like, me and other gays talk about. We're always like, I love her. Look at her, Mm -hmm. queen. And I think. Um, Everyone touches that spot. I think no one, not on the table. Sorry. 
I think it comes from like um so Sappho was this female poet who wrote a lot of like women love women um like poetry and stories and things Mm -hmm. and so when things are sapphic that means like it's like relating to like lesbian like loving women women loving women Uh and so I think it might and I could be wrong it might come from her and her like things that she wrote about the moon but then also just like I don't even know where it comes from oh well there was this picture okay so you know the picture of like the astronaut holding like he's the got flag the, on the moon yeah like mm-hmm. the mtv looking thing yeah you know? it's like that except they replaced the american flag with a gay flag and so everybody for a while was like oh the moon is gay yeah. oh <laughs> does it have any correlation to like the tides and how the moon has phases know. i had no idea mm. i just love her the moon. I love the moon so fucking much. Okay, is the sun a man or a woman? Or the s- something else. Um, Sophie. <laughs> honestly, I, so- I sometimes like to think as... Well, some people think as, like, the sun and the moon as, like, forbidden lovers because, like, whatever. But that doesn't make sense to me because you can still see the moon during the day. You just can't see the sun at night. My favorite poem, hands down hands up (laughs) sam put their hands down Uh, my favorite poem goes like this wait i need to look it up real fast (laughs) i don't want to butcher it it's been a while um oh and then also in avatar the last airbender i'll fill time while you pull that up um yes halfists in uh oh i didn't know it Okay, sorry. In Avatar The Last Airbender, Sokka's girlfriend turns into the moon. Oh. Yeah. Well, Sokka's a man. Yeah. So she's actually... That well, was a she, beard. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We don't know. It, it was, but she turned into the moon. Beautiful. It's pretty cool. Probably so he could look at her. Just to save the moon because somebody tried to kill it. Um, this is a poem that I've loved since middle school, but it says, even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. Oh yeah. I have heard that. It's beautiful. It's like, you know, it's like this beautiful love Mm -hmm. between the earth and the sun. Um, it's not about what you can do for me, but I admire what you've done for me. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Um, I fun fact when I was younger and when MySpace was a was a thing. Oh my god, I had a dream about this. Sam, remember I told you about my podcast dream? I don't know. I swear I told you about this dream and we were in the kitchen talking about it. Maybe. <gasps> Ew. I'm kind of a psychic, everyone listening. Wait, what were you gonna say before your dream? Um oh, MySpace. When MySpace was a thing, mm-hmm. uh, I was really obsessed with love. So everything was like love, love, and mm-hmm. I love love. All my songs were love songs. and Yeah. And then one day I was like, fuck love. Yeah. I think I like it again. It's all right. I like the version of the love that I like now versus the version I thought love was back then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely matured. Mm-hmm. What was this dream? The dream? Mm-hmm. It was literally this conversation that we just had. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I had deja vu for like a split second. Very interesting. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Sorry. It's so funny sitting here, guys, because so far my two guests. Yay, I had guests. Um, 
they are very antsy. Fidgety. Fidgety. Yes, good word. Um, so I have pillows here. Do you want a stuffed animal? No, that's okay. You want to draw? Gabrielle had to draw. I'm good. Okay, cool. Gabrielle also picked off the tape. Mm. <laughs> very interesting. Um, so what I would say about you. Oh, I already did that. Shoot. Oh, God, we're only eight minutes in. Hey. So tell me some fun facts about you. Um, I play bass guitar. Um, my hair was blue for a really long time, and I miss it. But it's also healthier now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like animals. I'm a vegetarian. I have been for six and a half years. I am very passionate about saving the earth. Um, I don't know. I can make my tongue look like a clover. <gasps> Can't all of us do that? Like sibling? I know you and Vince can also, but I don't know about Goose and Nick. Oh, yeah. But yeah, doing the taco tongue is genetic. Taco tongue. Hey. What would you name this stream? I had the idea to call it Go With The Flow. Gabrielle, or Goose, said, uh, just go swimming. Or just keep swimming? No, just go swimming. Because I explained in a story last podcast about how I drowned. Like, I was drowning and a lifeguard saved me. Mm -hmm. But, like, I said to this group of guys, I was like, yeah, let's just go swimming. Because Tori and Sydney were having a fight. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up being saved. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What would you call it? Um... I would want to make it something about, like, well, okay, you watched The Midnight Gospel. Mm -hmm. I saw the first episode. So he calls his a space cast because it's broadcast into space. I think something along that kind of energy. Lesbian moon lover. (laughs) (laughs) I just love space. Um, The stars. The stars. Oh, I love Twin Peaks. That's another fun fact. Yeah, Sam knows everything everything about twin peaks and friends oh my gosh you know everything about friends i've never seen friends and i refuse to yeah i don't i haven't watched it in ages because they took it off netflix and i'm not paying for hbo just to watch friends no Mm. it's not that good oh i mean it's that good but it's not that good i don't i don't know it's just comforting to me why um familiar characters at a certain point, like, once you've watched something, it's, like, it soothes your anxiety because you know what's going to happen. Like, you know, like, who's going to cause what drama, what's oh. going to happen, like, how things are going to turn out. Like, oh, my God. like you're, Because no- you watched it so much or because you've, you've created a relation? Okay. Because you've seen it. Okay. So, like, so I've rewatched Friends, like, seven times at least. Um, and so, like like rewatching becomes a way of like soothing anxiety because like there's no mm. point where you're like oh man what's gonna happen are they gonna be okay are they gonna get out of this one yeah oh man you know i don't know if i've seen something that much that many i don't rewatch things i love to rewatch i rewatched futurama like 10 times i just rewatched it again i've seen twin peaks like five times through um i had a counselor tell me that that's how you should get over trauma is replaying it over in your mind and realizing that they put it as like, I don't know if I told you this before they said, think of the trauma as like a scary movie. And I don't really like this theory to be honest. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is so weird. Um, But he said, okay, so in a scary movie, you watch it once. Ah, Oh my God. Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You watch it twice. 
oh, I kind of remember that. Over and over, you start to realize, oh, that's going to pop out here. That's not going to scare me because I know that's going to happen in this. So it's like you're replaying that memory over and over in your head, and you start to realize that that can't scare me. That mm-hmm. can't affect me. Um, but I was like, eh, but also, like, there's, I feel like there's physical attributes to trauma that are hard to bypass when you think about that memory because it's like, you know. Yeah. I've heard of like um, a kind of therapy that's like similar to that and it has to do with your eyes and like resetting your memories and I wish I could remember what it's called. Like hypnotism? um, Not really. So it's like I watched this video. um, It was like this TED talk of this guy who had witnessed a suicide and so to so he was like going through therapy because he kept like reliving it but like in that negative way mm-hmm. where you're like scared of it and so it's like with a therapist you go through like moment by moment like your trauma like whatever happened sorry okay. your trauma whatever happened and like moment by moment like they'll like do this thing where they kind of like you follow their finger and like you move your eyes a certain way and like you it's kind of like you pause that moment reframe like how you're thinking about it and how you're approaching it and then you basically like resume it and it's like a way of resetting your responses to like when that you replay that that trauma that anxiety so i think it's like a similar to like what you're saying it's just like you need somebody to help guide you through that like you can't just do it on your own otherwise you start to like you could like Mm -hmm. you could either like okay Com- become comfortable with it and move past it or you could like um fixate on it yeah and, like like prevent you yourself from progressing i only saw the counselor a few times i didn't really like him he was kind of weird yeah um and it was also his his like first few times counseling like it was a student not to discredit students mm-hmm. but also he was the, the same guy <laughs> that was like oh do you have ocd and he snapped at me and he was like I don't need to tell you, like, Ugh. if I have it or not. I know what I'm doing here. I was like, whoa, dude, I just wanted to see. Like, I just wanted to know. That's I wanted to connect. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, because, like, <laughs> okay, so I've had, like, I'm on my fourth counselor. And, you know, I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there were times, like, in the beginning where, like, I was trying to read him. And, like, he would tell me something about himself. And, like, I remember one time, like, he told me something about, like, he used to have two pairs of converse one that he would wear like inside and then one like for when he was going to his car so he could keep the one pair fresh yeah and i was like hmm that sounds a bit obsessive and like you said that to him (laughs) what did he say i don't even remember but like it was just like this exchange where i don't know because like we've talked about before how like most people who get into like the mental health practice it's because they've experienced their own mental health issues oh okay um and it's Mm -hmm. like they're either like just like oh wow through my own experience like i want to be able to help people or they're like i don't completely understand my experience yet so i'm just going to go into this field and learn as i go you know yeah that's a little bit how i was because i never took any psych classes in high school i was just interested in it because Mm -hmm. of like my own research and my own experiences but it was like that it was like a moment where it was just like i see you as a human like it was like Ah. kind of like a we're seeing each other moment i didn't like the thing was with this this counselor i wasn't even asking because he like brought anything up i was just genuinely like ah do you like Mm -hmm. you know but it was so annoying to me why he snapped was because 
he was just talking and talking and talking. And finally, when I thought he had like a moment of pause, I asked the question and it was like totally, yeah. he was like off put. And I was like, okay, dude. And um, yeah, I didn't really see him mm-hmm. after that. But I think that his reaction to that question probably comes came from him being like a newer whatever because like a you're probably not used to a client being like well tell me about your mental health like you know i guess yeah when you phrase it like that mm because to me i'm like oh i've always been this way like it's just a part of me i guess Mm -hmm. so it's like he was probably like whoa my client can't ask me about my mental health what and then also (laughs) he did sound like (laughs) um and also like he might be like young enough and if he was experienced ocd or like another like anxiety-based disorder um like he might not have i mean i'm sure he like has dealt with it and is Mm -hmm. doing his thing but hasn't like moved past it in a way where he's like oh yes i had ocd like or i have ocd yeah to somebody who's coming in seeking Mm -hmm guidance his response is very like off-putting for mm-hmm. sure like how dare you question me and i was like um oh, okay i'm just gonna sit here and play with this pillow because it has fun strings i can definitely <laughs> remember with my past three counselors like specific moments where i was like yeah this ain't gonna jive like this Ooh. is not gonna mesh like not gonna fly for the one it was because well first of all she was like religious based okay um and this was when i was 14 um she was like religious based and then like the second time that i came in she was like talking to me about movies and tv and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there like honey like no offense but like i want to die can you help me like why are we talking about the big bang theory right now like i genuinely like need help why Mm -hmm. are you like what Mm -hmm. so that was so that was her i only saw her three times (laughs) the second one she like really questioned my asexuality like pushed it to the limit i was like why are you obsessing and it was a little bit because of mom because when i had my first meeting with her because that was when i was 16 i think oh yeah um um, so mom as she was like leaving the room because this was like recently after i'd come out um she was like ask her about her sexuality and i was like like, said it before yes before leaving and i and then so then the therapist was like tell me about your sexuality and i was like i'm asexual but like i'm fine with that like i don't have any qualms like i'm good Mm -hmm. but then like later she because she was like fixated on why did mom say that yeah and then like (laughs) um she was talking okay maybe this was my senior year so maybe i was 17 because i was talking about college and having a roommate and she was like well what if your roommate's like really attractive and like what if blah da, da. and like trying to like make these scenarios and i was like um first of all if it's my roommate then if she's attractive like good for her <laughs> yeah but that's my roommate i would say the same thing uh and then also like I, she was just like creating these stupid scenarios and I was like sis whatever you say I'm like not gonna yeah. I'm just gonna be like yeah that's cool for you but I'm not into it mm-hmm. um and then the third one she was all right I saw her at school but I only saw her for se- a semester but one thing that I had a problem with my first semester of college was like a lot of the or some of the people that I had made friends with they were like very into like going out to parties and drinking and like I don't like drinking um like being around people who are drinking or like partaking in drinking myself Mm -hmm. um especially because like I was 18 and in Philly and just like um 
I'm scared. I don't want to die. You know, yeah. like things can happen. Because, um, you know, you hear stories about like girls who are walking home from a party and they get bleach thrown in their face and also, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm just like, it's not worth it to me. Like, I'd mm-hmm. rather just stay home, drink some LaCroix, watch a funny movie. LaCroix? <laughs> you know. Never shotgun- had a LaCroix. I shotgunned a LaCroix once. Ugh, bubbles yeah, too so much. So painful. I cannot. But um, she, one time she asked me, she was like, well, what's the worst thing that would happen if you went to a party? And I was like, I could die. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I could die. <laughs> it's not. You worse. said worse. I'm giving you the worst. <laughs> like, I could literally die. Um, but, like, she really, like, she wanted me to go to a party. Like, she wanted me to go out. And I was like, no. Like, let's get this person out of their shell. And I was like, it's not even, it's, it, it was more, I needed to find friends who also were not super interested in yes yeah so instead i became with friend i became friends with evan and we would spend our nights our nights going out on hikes beautiful yeah yeah evan's a good friend Evan was a great friend mm-hmm. but yeah so that yeah i was just like i was like why is this woman telling me to go party i don't like yeah. it she's not telling me to go party but like go like trying party. to yeah and like i don't know i didn't go to a party until like two years later. and so you found someone that you really enjoy now yes give process. me two reasons why um just in ca- like he's it- a capricorn oh yeah um nick's a capricorn we love capricorns we do love capricorns mm-hmm. <sighs> jordan's a capricorn jordan's a capricorn no mm-hmm. wonder she's so evan fucking cool evan's a cap you have I such love cool friends capricorns elicia's a capricorn uh, of course yeah She's so cool. She's She's the coolest. Um, But he's a Capricorn. And then also, like, I don't know. I guess he's just, like, open-minded and, like. Okay, if you didn't know his Zodiac sign. Um, Let's say, like, people are like, what the fuck? Like, Zodiac signs? Like, what? Um, I, I don't know. He's, like, funny, but, like just like makes me reflect in a way he like challenges me in a way that i'm not like angry about being challenged like Ooh. about like the way that i think yeah but more like he's like okay well what about this and then i'm like oh, fuck, damn you got <laughs> me there son you got yeah. me there um but yeah mostly he's just like really open-minded and like mm-hmm. we've had a lot of good conversations where he's like so for example i was talking about like my period once because like first of all emotions wow yeah you get emotional yes and then also like so painful Mm -hmm. and like it's like i have to miss class sometimes because of like how bad it is and then also like there's like trans reasons that it's like unbearable yeah so i was talking about that and he was like well can you explain to me like what the trans reasons are and i did and he was like and he was like writing things down or like i remember when i told him what a dead name was oh and he's always writing and it's it makes me laugh because oh you've told me this go ahead um like He's just always writing, and sometimes I've asked him before, like, what are you writing? Like, because he'll be, like, <laughs> circling or underlining and, like, whatever. And so, like, I had been talking, like, I explained what a dead name was, and if you don't know, it's, like, for trans people, the name that they were born with. Um, and I, so I started going on this whole tangent about it. And, Whoa! Hey! <laughs> um, about, like, people, like, just stuff with the name. And, like, he was, like he had circled it like 30 times because I had said it like 30 times. So he was circling things that you would repeat. Yeah. And like things that I would emphasize or like 
um, sometimes he'd be like, hold on, let me write that down word for word when I would like say something profound or insightful. Ooh. Yeah. He said something profound today. It was, um, fuck, I don't remember. Shit. Oh, that's pretty profound. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm, I can't remember at the top of my head. But I think it was like just about outcomes and not being like what you expect them, but them turning out good mm-hmm. pretty much. But I guess from the outside looking in for you, like what you've expressed about your your counselor, I think the best thing is like they can address you in a way that is healthy for you and what you need mm-hmm. versus like to the book, to the T. Yes. They really like he really understands you and what you can handle and what you can't handle. And like how you said, is able to like push the envelope but not fully deliver mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely like i in like feedback that because like at the end of the semester they make us give feedback and stuff and like that was one of the things that i that i had like said a phone was, call like, right yeah. yes five stars is good yeah, right <laughs> um some of the feedback that i gave gave was like that it doesn't feel like cookie cutter like well mm-hmm. here's some coping tips for anxiety like yeah. no let's address like where's your anxiety coming from Important. um and so like yeah that's something i really appreciate and then one other thing is we talk a lot about music yeah um any new clients that he has come in like one of the like at the end he'll be like oh what's like what are you listening to right now Mm -hmm. song you have on repeat album you have on. what's a song you have on repeat oh um well today i watched a movie about the runaways which was joan jett's first band you know this the band that sings cherry bomb Mm. hello world i'm your wild girl i'm your oh cherry bomb yeah Yeah. so that band they were the first all-girl rock band so i've been listening lately to a lot of like like classic punk 80s 70s new wave (gasps) yeah um just kind of vibing because like um like i love music and i like to hear the roots of like where things came from and like with that so like i want to listen to more of the runaways because i haven't yet but like the first girl rock band, like I want to, I want to dive into that. The song, Cherry Bomb. No, the song that you're listening to on repeat right now. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really have one. At all. Um. God, not off the top of my head. What's that's that the name of the song? <laughs> no, I've been listening to my emo teen playlist. Mm. But that's okay. So like, here's the thing: is like I'm not. A, lately i haven't been a big like song or album person i've been a big playlist person me too and so i remember like this might have been my second session with him or maybe my first but i was like i had been listening to my nihilist summer playlist and um which is like sad summer basically um and he pulled it up on his phone right then and started playing it. And I, like, felt so attacked. I was like, oh, my God. Like, like we, seeping into my brain a Yeah, I was bit. like, don't push that. You can't play that here. <laughs> That's um, cute. But I then, like, that. he told me he was like, yeah, I played some of it for my wife. Like, I didn't tell her what it was. But, like, we were just listening to it. It's pretty good. And I was like, thanks. And, like, he told me, he was like, you're good at making playlists. And I was like, I know. But, like, for me, music is a big, like, expression avenue music is amazing i love it music heals gift it's it's inner like an international connector it's like you don't know what to say i feel like there's a song that will get it out and help you say it yes absolutely and so like and i think that that's something that he really understands about me is like when i'm like this is the playlist that i'm listening to it's like 
these are the songs that I'm currently emotionally resonating with. Ooh, it's kind of cool. I, I do try to send you songs, like, I, when you tell I, me about your feelings. I'm like, <gasps> I enjoy it. I did, did you listen? listen? I did. You did? <laughs> you listened to it? Yeah, they were good. Yeah. The first one, was it Down the Drain or something? Mm-hmm. You like that one? Yeah, it was good. What that remind you of? Going down the drain. Spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> and then Time. You like that one? Yeah, I don't remember it as well. What are your thoughts on needing someone versus wanting someone? What does that mean to you? Um. Well, my mind... Come a little closer. My mind immediately goes to, like, the idea of, like oh, you complete me or, like, my other half. And, Mm. like, I don't like that way of thinking because I think that you should be your own person and whatever person, like, that you choose to spend your life with, they should, like, make you a better person, but they don't complete you. Like, I think that you should, like, you should already be a complete person before you journey into, like, Mm -hmm. creating a lasting, loving relationship. Um, what do you think the outcome is when someone doesn't feel like, okay, can, okay, two questions. What do you think the outcome is when you rely on someone, like you need someone mm-hmm. and what do you, cause I'm assuming you say need is like codependent. Um, and what do you think like it means? Like, do you think you can be fully yourself? Can you fully love yourself and accept yourself in general? Yeah. Okay. So first question was, oh, what if you. What's the outcome for you when you don't, when you need someone? When you need someone, yeah. uh, you become dependent and reliant on them. And like in general, <laughs> in general, like, I mean, there, we all do depend on others. Like that is the thing, but like to fully depend on another person, like that person is your one source of happiness. Like you like stay on their couch for free or I mean, I guess not on the couch, yeah. but like, you know, like. You cling. You're on them. That person is going to get sick of you. Like, it's going to happen. Or they're going to, like, at least feel, like, weighed down by Mm -hmm. it. And that no person, like, either party in the relationship should not be weighed down by the relationship. Um, But, like, so having been the person that, like, another person depended on me, Mm -hmm. like, incessantly, it is exhausting and you don't have the space to like even think about your own problems and then like you also no longer feel like you can go to that person to talk about your problems because they're always coming to you with theirs so like on either end it's like not healthy Mm -hmm. um and i think like being dependent on some somebody is also how um like abusive relationships are formed because like some abuse starts out as like financial like like you financially depend on them so like you're like stuck in that relationship and then it like becomes this cycle of thing um and then can you ever love yourself fully yeah absolutely it's difficult and it's like a daily process like it's not like one day you're like wow i love myself and then the rest of your life you just (laughs) love yourself gung-ho happy like it's day to day like you have to wake up and decide like i'm happy with who i am i'm or i'm happy with the efforts that i make yeah because like it's easy when you have a bad day or like a day where like maybe you're not as productive or maybe like shit's hitting the fan and like you're just like wow everything sucks and i suck because like nothing went my way today Mm -hmm. but it's like well at the end of the day did you like try 
Mm-hmm. At least as long as you tried. Like, as long yeah. as you took care of yourself. Like, did you eat? Did you drink water? Like, then you're doing what you need to do. And you should love yourself for taking care of yourself. And even though things don't go 100% all the time, like, life does not go 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's a question or there's this thing. Thank you for answering. There is this thing uh, that said, I saw the recently, uh, this therapist, this person said, oh, like nothing went my way today. And then the therapist said, well, why does it have to go your way? Why? Like, why do things have to go your way? Mm-hmm. In the con- like in the kind of the concept of like just going with the flow, mm-hmm. like just letting, you know, things that you can't control let them go let them let them be what they are things you can control like you said did you feed yourself did you you drink drink water water? did you you know even if you you have to lay in bed reach out to a friend you know like what did you do that you could control Mm -hmm. um and i think it's like i think part of self-love is also like a little bit pride too like am i proud of like the person that I am, like the mm-hmm. things that I'm doing, like, cause sometimes I feel like you like look back at like, I don't know, like if, sometimes like when I look back at how I spent quarantine, I'm like, like, what do I have to be proud of from that? But okay. also it's like, you just got to be proud of like the small things that you do. I don't know. Yeah. Like you made that doctor appointment or like you went outside. Those are big things yeah. too. Like the um, small things I think can be, can add up to big things because they say like you know you neglecting your finances that's not self-love even though bills are hard for um some of us or like you know especially during these times Mm -hmm. um you can't put that on the back burner because you're neglecting that and that's part of like taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um choosing like to take care of your body versus not like Mm -hmm. are you gonna sit there and drink iced coffee every day as a meal replacement knowing damn well you have a fridge full of nutritional food mm-hmm. all you have to do is like kind of switch that mindset and love yourself and be like i'm eating to nourish my body i'm mm-hmm. eating to support this vessel that's giving me this beautiful mind body and soul that i want yeah i think something i, I have two things i'm gonna respond to this and then i want to go back to something i was thinking about um I think with, like, loving your body can be really difficult sometimes, mm-hmm. especially with anybody who has, like, like either, like, eating disordered eating or just, like, body dysmorphia or do- body dysphoria um, or just, like, general body image issues. But, like, so sometimes you're like, oh, I hate, like, that this fat is here or I don't like that this hair is here or whatever. But like you said, at the end of the day, like, your body allows you to like move and breathe and sing and listen to music and mm-hmm. smell flowers and laugh and like feel the embrace of others. And it's like, at the end of the day, you just have to remember like your body loves you. It's working every day to keep you alive and you should love it back mm-hmm. by giving it the care that it needs. And like, yes. also seek the support that you need to get in that mindset, I yeah. think. Cause that's, it's hard to click that Mm -hmm. in your brain like for like for me you know like how food scared me for so long because I grew I grew up always having stomach issues Mm -hmm. like everything I ate just caused pain or 
like different things would happen. And so I started to be like, I can't eat anything. Like I don't want to be malnourished, but anytime I eat, I feel pain. And then it started to just become hunger pains. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, oh my God, even though this doesn't, this normally doesn't hurt my stomach, I'm feeling pain because I don't eat it. And so now I feel blessed and grateful that I like, I'm now in a situation I'm not stressed. I'm not upset. I understand that food is to nourish my body. Like you said, I should be happy and healthy that I have this beautiful body that serves a greater purpose than, you know, Mm -hmm. this fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, we got a fat ass, but like, (laughs) um, it's bigger and better than that. And like, you got a fat ass, but you also got a heart and lungs. Yeah, <laughs> we got things up in this drawing. Um, but it took, yeah, and it wasn't until, like, my surroundings were noticing my body changes. And it started to get to the point where I was, like, annoyed. I was, like, stop telling me I look this way because I feel shitty. Yeah. So, in a way, like, yes, you should be blessed and grateful that you have this body but clicking that like clicking that is it takes time yeah it It takes takes time it takes work it does it's it's another one of those things where like like self-love it's practice yeah Yeah. um but what i was gonna say that like going back to something you said earlier about like um like basically not surrendering but like surrendering to things that you can't control is like learning how to adapt and improvise and overcome, as Bear Grylls would say. Um, <laughs> he drinks his pee. Yeah. Well, don't do all. I, I wouldn't. I won't advertise that. But like, something for me, like with my anxiety, is like. So people talk about the fight or flight thing, but it's actually fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and oh, I say that fight or flight, like anxiety and freeze. Yeah. So mm-hmm. freeze is the third option where you're basically just paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what like my anxiety does is like, I'm like, oh, I can't do anything because I don't know. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like, I just have to keep in mind, like, you just have to be able to adapt. Like, like, you know, that changes are coming and you just have to accept that those changes are coming. And instead of like when they finally come and present themselves instead of being like oh man this change is ah, uh, whatever spending all this time stressing about it be like mm-hmm. okay realistically how am i gonna adapt to this like w- like and like taking obstacles and turning them into opportunities yeah um i also think too that you know you and i were not born with this idea you and i were not born and just woke up one day and we're like yep I know all the answers and this is how I cope and deal. Like you got to go through some shit to know some shit. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, per- period. So like, you know, as much as people, I feel like, I think something that a lot of people are inspired by or look up to me by is my positivity. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Angelina, you are so happy all the time. You're so positive all the time. Yeah. I'm a pretty fucking optimistic person, mm-hmm. but that doesn't, say that I've never been negative Mm -hmm. and I think that's one thing a lot of people don't realize is like I had to go through some shit to know some shit Mm -hmm. and you know I don't regret a damn thing in my life at all I think everything is a lesson or a blessing I have no regrets no matter if it hurt me or helped me Mm -hmm. um which if it did hurt me it probably helped me that's just the mindset I feel like I grew up with in my head at least but like you you know a lot of people who come to these like positive mindsets and like 
all these things I feel like have been able to know that from experience Mm -hmm. so like anyone out there that's just like oh my god it's so easy being them they're so positive happy like okay but I I can choose to be this way because I've learned these skills tools and I've adapted as Mm -hmm. you said I think I forgot what I was gonna say about adapting positivity oh yeah I think part of it almost comes from like you have to know and understand the negativity to understand the kind of positivity that you need and like Ooh, yeah i also think like so like it's easy for me right now to be like yes here's how you think positively but you know that yeah. <laughs> a bitch be struggling uh-huh. um to stay positive and like you also have not you and like but like you in general there can be a chemical imbalance mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Take the necessary steps to support mm-hmm. what you need. Like, do you need to go see someone who can help make a chemical imbalance balance? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, need nature to make you feel grounded and centered? Do you just need a person that, like, you can talk to about your problems? Yeah. yeah. Uh, find the necessary things and don't give up on finding them because there is something you don't have. That's the biggest thing. You don't have to do anything alone. Mm-hmm. And I think being stuck in that. I'm alone. No one wants to help me. I can't get the help is a very scary spot. It's very, um, it's, it's like toxic, Mm -hmm. you know? I will say like, for me, sometimes I have days where I'm just like, okay, today I am going to be depressed and I'm going to accept it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to let it exist. But once like it's over, like we're moving on. Yeah. We're going to have this day to just feel sad and be in our pity and whatever. And, oh, woe is me. But when I wake up tomorrow, <laughs> it's like, okay, me. back to the to-do list, like, back to the grind, like, whatever. Yeah. And it's uh, – that's something that, like, I've had to – or I mentioned to you the other day, like, I was feeling really anxious. And so I meditated on my anxiety yeah, you for, did like, for, like, 40 minutes. I just sat down and I focused – like on the feeling of like anxiety and tightness in my chest and then like I thought through like okay what are the different things that are causing me anxiety Mm -hmm. and then I broke them down and like rationalized them and like as I worked through each thing I really I felt the physical release as I was going it was like it was like there were like knots and like it was just like one knot at a time was just like being untied and released and i was just like i could feel like the tension release me when i eat thanksgiving dinner and i'm butting my pants <laughs> yes release. exactly like that so sometimes like you want so sometimes you're like oh i'm feeling depressed i want to fight that depression feeling and then you end up doing like this whole thing where like you're fighting it but you just need to feel it yes that's a good way of putting it that's something i think especially like this year as it's perfectly how, how you explained it i love to just sit in the feeling i love to think about it i love to analyze it yeah it fucking sucks to just be like why do i have this cloud over my head like i don't like being this way like this but then i'm like okay what made me feel this way Mm -hmm. did i not set a boundary and now i'm reacting this way did someone say something and hurt me why did that hurt me or am i just experiencing this feeling because it's here and Are I, the stars fucking shit up? Right. Is Mercury in retrograde? Right. <laughs> Too many retrogrades this year. But I love, like, I don't know. I said this to, I forget who I said. Maybe it was you or maybe it was Elysia. But I said, these walls know a lot about me. Like, I'm, uh, like, outside of, like, a podcast or my stream or talking to someone, I like to just sit in my room. I just like to sit. I like to stare. I like to look at things. I like to 
just listen to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm a very like in my head person. I love to sit inside my head for good and bad reasons. Um, And I feel like over this past year, I've been able to really feel the emotion and let it be and then have a like an action to either assess and attack Mm -hmm. and move forward. And then, you know, if it takes two days, it takes two days. If it takes three days, it takes three days. But I like tried my best to understand the sadness and feel it Mm -hmm. and then try to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember specifically um, at the very end of this past semester, I was like writing like one of my last papers and Mm -hmm. I was just like, I didn't want to do it. And I was also like, fucking God, I just, I'm so sad. Mm -hmm. And so I just had to sit for like two or three hours with a song on repeat and just like be in my depression and just like cry and like be frustrated and whatever. And then like, once I was like sick of the song, I was like, okay, all right, write your fucking paper. And Mm -hmm. I did. Um, But yeah, so like, cause I find that if I just try to push past it like yes. immediately yes it just like it builds it stays oh, yeah. it's like hanging out there and so like it's like you light it's like a bomb that's been lit you know like oh shit oh shit and you're like trying to like cut it off you're mm-hmm. trying to be like no bomb you can't but like it's still gonna go mm-hmm. you know, i mean this analogy sucks <laughs> actually so maybe scratch this analogy <laughs> but and like you get what i mean yeah and if you don't get what i mean um god bless you you've never felt this way (laughs) (laughs) for real for real and i actually have had a friend um she was like what's it like to be anxious what's it like to be depressed what is that and i'm like oh my god like you've never lived in my shoes that's insane and that's beautiful that you've never experienced that although like it's it's hard to explain that to someone who's never felt that way but also i don't even know how that would feel that way Mm -hmm. for how they've felt Mm -hmm. so it's very like it's like saying, "Oh, you're an only child. What's that like? Oh, you're a twin. What's that like? Yeah. Oh, you have siblings. What's it, that like? It just is. It is. And you can try your best to be like, "Oh, we have telepathy, or like we like to wear the same clothes when we go out." Or it's like, "Oh, I had more loving from my parents, and mm-hmm. I wish I had more siblings and friends, or maybe they loved it, like things like that." So, um, it's very interesting take. Yeah. On that. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no, wait. Hold on. What were you just saying? Bombs? No. Friend not having anxiety. Oh yes. One of my one of my co-ras, um, my co-RA, um, my first year as an RA, he was like, we talked about it. We would have sometimes just like late night chats in our hall's lounge. Mm-hmm. I would just like walk into the lounge and he'd be in there and I'd be like, yo, and he'd be like, yo, and then we would talk. Um, and I remember, I remember talking to him and like him basically being like, I, I mean, like he was basically like, you know, I get like a little bit of anxiety, like nervousness around like school projects, like big things, but yeah. like, just like anxiety. And so I, like, I did my best to explain, like, it's just kind of like this looming feeling of like something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the physical of like the tightness in the chest and like the in- inability to breathe and the hot and the shaky and the sensory overload. Yeah. Um, and like 
when you put all of the when you list all of those things together like I just did you're like oh my that sounds god awful how do you Mm -hmm. just live and like you just do like you're like you know I think it's something I've learned over my self-love journey and like understanding like the emotions I feel and the things that I deal with with anxiety I think I've learned the biggest thing about that is well one of the biggest things is the physical part of it I never understood what it was like to like that I was having a panic attack Mm -hmm. until I called mom one day I was like mom I feel like I'm about to die like I don't know why I feel like this I think I'm gonna die mom I'm gonna die she's like honey you're having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't think I ever got those. I feel like this all the time. And she was like, you need to breathe. And she like kind of t- like put me through it. And I was like, for some reason, I always thought anxiety was just in your head. Like mm-hmm. it was never a physical response. Mm-hmm. And like since that, that was probably like three, four years ago. Since that, I was like, wow, like I know my chest, how you say the tightness. I know that like my fucking fingers, like I'm constantly picking at my mm-hmm. fingers and things like you know yeah bloop, yes bloop. <laughs> yeah now i re- like like thinking back to like the first time that i had a like in my memory the first time that i had a panic attack but i didn't know that it was a panic attack mm-hmm. i remember thinking like i feel crazy right yes. now <laughs> i feel insane i'm freaking out and i don't know why <laughs> can i please calm down and the answer is no yeah i can't um but like yeah the physical oh, i have a, a funny story um I think, oh, well, because what happens in your body is, like, your body's just, like, it's essentially, like, releasing this adrenaline, and it's your your parasympathetic system is, like, activating your responses, Mm -hmm. and so your body is, like, ready to go, but you're, like, there's nothing. Oh, okay. So your body really physically is, like, preparing for a fight. Like, it's preparing for it's something. It's like, oh, my God, there's a bear, but the bear is named anxiety. Yes. And you're like, the bear the bear's is, coming at The me. bear is societal, like, responsibilities. Yeah. Like, like, fuck that bear. What do I do? Oh, my God, I'm and ready you to can't, fucking take it but down. But you can't fight it using these physical mm-hmm. things. That's why, they, that's why I always recommend to people, okay, well, um, take it to art or... Mm-hmm. Go and do some push-ups real fast. Yeah. Go run. Jumping like jacks, punching yeah. bag, whatever you, you need. It needs a response. That's why it's acting that way. And um, I always forget freeze. And I know you've told me that before, but now that I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I was going to say was back a while ago, I was watching like all these hoarder episodes. Like I think it was like two months ago maybe. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed with them. And it really, honestly, y'all, it helped me declutter my whole life. Uh, just seeing that you could reach that level (laughs) but um i watched this one episode and this kid had really bad anxiety and the lady that was there helping like clean the place was also there to help him and support and he'd be like oh my god i'm having another panic attack i'm having it oh my god it's it's and she'd be like what level is it and he'd be like it's an eight it's an eight and she'd be like breathe breathe it's okay have you ever been on an eight before and he'd be like yeah yeah and she's like you got through it so you can get through it again. And then yes. he'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's happening again. Like, doing this is making me panic. And she's like, okay, what level is it? A nine. She's like, have you been, like, you know, mm-hmm. keep, like, helping him through that. And, like, any time he had an attack like that, she'd be, like, reminding him, you, you, you've been through this before and you can do it again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like, are a lot of, like, not a lot of people, but some people are, like, you know, um, you can get through it is kind of like 
uh, awkward term for them because they're like, okay, obviously, but like, like I can, uh, but oh my god, do I want to? Yeah, like, like can I really? Like, yeah. gosh, that's how I feel about my last year of college. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, but it's just it's important to remind yourself, like this the cliche quote quote is like, oh, look at yourself six months ago when you thought you couldn't like get through that mm-hmm. situation. Here you are, but it's like fuck. Well, when do I get a break? Mm-hmm. When do I get some slack cut? You know, I think the thing is, like, when you do get that slack cut is like you don't even realize it because it's like an absence of whatever, like Mm -hmm. of fuckery, you know, so you're just living and like you don't even realize like I'm just living. Yeah. And And so like sometimes it's you got to like when you are having moments like that where you're like things are going well, I'm doing well, acknowledge it, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. like bask in it hold on to that and like keep that feeling for the next time that like you're feeling negative and be like hey i felt negative before i felt that really good so mm-hmm. i know i can feel that really good again yeah i think a lot of times too i i know that my emotions can go in cycles whether it correlates with weather seasons or stars maybe like your period like or just what's going on in life but sometimes I get kind of upset because when I'm in the good I'm like dang I feel like the bad's gonna come Mm -hmm. and I I I hate that mindset and so I've tried really hard to not think that way and just acknowledge okay this is a good time I can't think about the future when it's going to be bad or if it's going to continue to be good I just need to be thankful that I'm in this good right Mm -hmm. now because all you can control is now Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Any other questions you have? I don't think so. Oh. Um, have you learned any new songs on guitar? Um, no. But I was today. I was. Uh, I made a remix. Oh, cool. And of I, what landslide? No, <laughs> I made. Uh, actually, I made beats. Like I oh, cool. composed a whole song. I made a remix of Vince um, eating a donut hole. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to play it for you afterwards. And then also I made a freestyle when E was here and I put it to a track that my friend makes beats. So I put it to that. Um, cool. That was really fun. Getting in my flow. I was in the stew is what Alicia called it. She's like, yeah, a lot of people call it the stew. I'm like, oh, the stew. Yeah. I'm in the, in the stew. In the stew, motherfuckers. Don't you ever forget, I'm the baddest, and I'll never rest. Oh, okay, freestyle bars. <laughs> All right. No? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Um, let's end on a positive note. What is something you were thankful for this weekend? Uh, I got my official name change stuff in the mail. And I have an appointment for the DMV tomorrow to get my new license. Yay! And what are you um, hopeful for this week? Um, I want to make social distance plans with my friends before we have to go back into school mode. Nice. So I already have that in the works. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Ask me. Um, what are you grateful for this weekend? <laughs> Angel, you got 30 seconds. Um. Oh, okay. Well, I'm grateful for my little brother being home and something for this upcoming week is my stream. But thank you guys so much for joining. Sam, thank you for being here. Thank you for asking me. Yes. I hope you all have a great, beautiful day um, and come back for more episodes. Maybe we'll have a returning guest. Maybe not. But stay beautiful. Love you. See ya.
Hey man, that's groovy. Hey man, that's